Hello and welcome to Time in the Word. Today we are going to look at a passage of scripture in Genesis chapter 16. In fact, we will read the whole chapter. The title of our message is The God Who Sees You. Let's read Genesis 16 together. Now Sarai, Abraham's wife, had borne him no children. But she had an Egyptian slave named Hagar. So she said to Abraham, The Lord has kept me from having children. Go to sleep with my slave. Perhaps I can build a family through her. Abraham agreed to what Sarai said. So after Sarai had been living in Canaan ten years, Sarah, his wife, took her Egyptian slave Hagar and gave her to her husband to be his wife. He slept with Hagar and she conceived. When she knew she was pregnant, she began to despise her mistress. Then Sarah said to Abraham, You are responsible for the wrong I am suffering. I put my slave in your arms and now that she knows she is pregnant, she despises me. May the Lord judge between you and me. Your slave is in your hands, Abraham said. Do with her whatever you think best. Then Sarah mistreated Hagar, so she, so she fled from her. The angel of the Lord found Hagar near a spring in the desert. It was the spring that is beside the road to Shur. And he said, Hagar, slave of Sarai, where have you come from and where are you going? I'm running away from my mistress, Sarai, she answered. Then the angel of the Lord told her, Go back to your mistress and submit to her. The angel added, I will increase your descendants so much that they will be too numerous to count. The angel of the Lord also said to her, You are now pregnant and you will give birth to a son. You shall name him Ishmael, for the Lord has heard of your misery. He will be a wild donkey of a man. His hand will be against everyone and everyone's hand against him. And he will live in hostility towards all his brothers. She gave this name to the Lord who spoke to her. You are the God who sees me. For she said, I have now seen the one who sees me. This is why the well was called Beer Lahai Roy. It is still there between Kadesh and buried. So Hagar bore Abraham a son, and Abraham gave the name Ishmael to the son she had born. Abraham was 86 years old when Hagar bore him Ishmael. In, in your lives, sometimes we make tragic mistakes as a result of not paying attention to godly wisdom. Sometimes we do not seek godly advice. We are hasty and we make decisions without seeking the will of God. As a result and a consequence, sometimes you may have experienced this, that we experience drastic consequences as a result of hasty decisions in our lives. Here, Abraham had received a promise from the Lord. It had been several years before this incident that we read in this passage. 
that Abraham received a call from God. God called him out of the world and gave him a promise that he would bless him and make him a father of many nations. That his descendants would be a multitude like the sand on the seashore and like the stars in the sky. And many years had passed and Abraham and Sarah had no children. And here in this time we find that without even seeking the counsel of the Lord, without even seeking the will of God or what God had planned or what God's directions were for them, they made a hasty decision between themselves. The decision was that Abraham listened to his wife's advice. Now, listening to one's wife's advice is not a bad thing, provided that your wife gives you godly counsel. And if your wife is a godly woman, who is led by the Holy Spirit, who is governed by the scriptures and she gives you godly advice, by all means, one would do well to respond and to take that good advice. But here in this case, Sarah gives Abraham bad advice. She tells him to take matters into his own hands because they had become impatient with waiting on God's plan and God's timing. God had made a promise to them that he would give them children and for that matter, many children and many descendants. But nothing had happened so far. So Sarah suggested to Abraham that he take her slave woman, Hagar, to be his wife and that he would sleep with her and have a child. So Abraham simply followed the advice or the suggestion of his wife and he did this. As a result, we find that in the story, it brought chaos into their home. Now, the slave woman Hagar felt a superiority over Sarah. It says that in, uh, it says in verse 4, he slept with Hagar and she conceived. When she knew she was pregnant, she began to despise her mistress. So we find a reversal of roles here where now Hagar had felt a certain superiority over Sarah because she had a child which Sarah could not bear or produce. And so there developed enmity, jealousy, uh, conflict in the home of Abraham. There was chaos in the, in, in the home of Abraham. There was insubmission. Now the slave woman felt more superiority to her master who was Sarah. There was also cruelty that resulted as out of this conflict. Where now Sarah, having this kind of conflict with Hagar, brought the complaint to Abraham and Abraham simply said, in verse 6, your slave is in your hands. Do with her whatever you think best. Then Sarah mistreated Hagar. Sure, she fled from her. So we find that there is such chaos, there is jealousy, there is hatred, insubmission, and finally cruelty on the part of Sarah towards Hagar. And finally, 
we find that Hagar flees from the home because she cannot seem to take the cruelty of Sarah anymore. We find that the first point of this whole story is the chaos that results when we don't seek the Lord. Brothers and sisters, in many major decisions of our life, sometimes we can all admit that we've been hasty and suffered terrible consequences as a result. Sometimes we've made bad decisions when it comes to our families and we've suffered chaos, trouble in our homes. Maybe you've made bad decisions in your business without godly counsel and you've suffered consequences. You've gone against God's will. God is able to do what He promised if you trust and obey His will. But many people, because of impatience, because we want what we want and often we want it as quickly as possible, we often compromise and go against the will of God. And here, Abraham and Sarah, after having received instructions of the Lord, after having received a promise from the Lord, they go against God's will. God is able to do what He promised in their lives if they simply trust and wait upon the Lord. If they simply trust and obey His will, God is able to fulfill what He promised in our lives. Sometimes the hardest thing for us to do is to take God at His word. And this was a crisis of faith for Abraham and Sarah. We find in the next part of this story is that after Hagar experiences this cruelty from Sarah, she runs away and as she was running away, she encounters a visitation from the Lord. It says in verse 7, The angel of the Lord found Hagar near a spring in the desert. It was the spring that is beside the road to Shur. And here they, we find that God shows compassion towards this broken woman, Hagar, who had suffered cruelty. We find that the one who is the most victimized in this story is Hagar, the slave woman. She was just under the power and authority of Sarah and her husband Abraham. And she simply submitted to their will when they asked her to marry, when, when she was asked to marry Abraham and to have a child for him. Now she was treated badly she was treated with cruelty and so she fled, not able to bear anymore the cruelty of her master. And running away, a broken woman, mistreated, she encountered and experienced a visitation from the Lord. God showed compassion towards this broken woman, Hagar. And in verse 7 to 10, it says that the Lord, as he visited Hagar, he gave her comfort. This woman, now on the run, not knowing where she's going or what future lies ahead, God gave her also a promise and guidance on what she is to do. God told her what her future would be. 
And God also told her that she is to return to her master and submit to Sarah. This was the will of God for her. God also gave her a promise that she would have a great number of descendants. Uh, God gave her a promise of a bright future for her. And so this was a wonderful comfort to Hagar. An encouragement for her to return and submit with the hope that God would bring about a blessing as she submits to his will. You see, there is a wonderful promise for all of us when we trust God and take him at his word. There is a wonderful promise of God's blessing and God's favor in our lives. The third thing that we that we see in this passage is that God's promise of blessing when we follow his will. As Hagar chooses to do the will of the Lord, when she is told by the angel to simply go back and submit and that God would not forget her, but God would bless her. So as she would return to her master, not knowing what would take place, not knowing the future, simply trusting in the will, taking God at his word, God had a promise to bless her future and that her descendants would be many that would come through Ishmael. She named the place, she gave this name to the Lord who spoke to her. You are the God who sees me. For she said, I have now seen the one who sees me. You see, it's amazing to note here that God sees God sees the times when we are making foolish mistakes. God sees us in our deep thoughts when we are contemplating disobedience to His will. God sees when we are broken and confused, when we are lost and we don't know the way. God sees and God has compassion and God seeks to once again guide and bring us to a place where he can bless us again. So this is a comfort to each and every one of us. This is also gives us hope that even though we have messed up badly, we have made bad decisions, yet there is always hope in the God who sees you. A God who sees your brokenness, the God who sees that, yes, I have messed up, I am so sorry I made these mistakes and I want change in my life. God sees you in your situation today. And if you're ready to turn and submit to God's will, God has a promise for you. God has a promise of a better future for you. Just as he gave this promise to Hagar, he gives this promise to every one of us. We don't have to remain in our state of defeatedness, defeatedness and despair. We don't have to remain in our situation of ruin. The future can be bright and fruitful. If we only trust God and take Him at His word and once again seek His counsel and follow His guidance in our lives. We can follow the 
wonderful example that we find in this story. The God who will speak to us in our despair. A God who will speak to us in our brokenness. And a God who will begin to instruct and guide us. A God who will give us a promise of a better future if we simply trust Him. Brothers and sisters, today I urge you, look into God's Word. Find out what God's will is. Draw near to Him each day in prayer. Read the Bible. Know what God's will is for your life and simply take Him at His Word and follow Him in obedience. And see what God can bring about in your life as a blessing to you. Thank you for listening and God bless you.